In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff Zimfer. Welcome to another episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. Thrilled that you've tuned in once again. And uh, hey, real quick, uh, if you haven't heard, we are opening up the exclusive invitation for those that are looking to grow their agent referrals, never cold call a real estate agent again, never chase agents, never work with bottom feeders, and have agents be attracted to working with you. How do we do that? We leverage an online educational platform leading with agent classes and set up in a way that's completely turnkey for you with done-for-you content, marketing, promotion materials, a weekly live support group via our private Facebook group, and much, much more. Plus, you get access to all kinds of free educational videos, tutorials about how to become a modern mortgage originator, survive and thrive the digital real estate shift. So not only do you get a bunch of done for you turnkey classes, PowerPoints, speaker notes, handouts, transcripts, um, marketing promotion and images, but you get a bunch of classes on Facebook, Facebook ads, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, video marketing, and more. Want to check it out? Go to mortgagemarketing.pro. All right. Our episode this week is coming to you by way of me being a guest on a good friend of mine's podcast, who I have a ton of respect for in this industry, Chelsea Pites. And uh, she interviewed me on her podcast, and I figured the conversation was so good that I wanted to share it with you guys so you could uh, listen into it. Ch Chelsea is a national trainer, speaker, and coach for the uh, Fidelity National Title Company, uh, family of companies. And so she does a lot of speaking and training and coaching around social media uh, in the real estate industry. And her, her uh, jam, pretty much number one primary platform for her is Instagram. So you want to follow her at chelsea.pites, P-E-I-T-Z, chelsea.pites on Instagram. And if you're looking to level up your Instagram game, um, she is definitely uh, on my top three of short list of people to go to to learn how to when it comes to Instagram. And so I hope you enjoy this kind of candid conversation, you know, where the, the tables are turned, the mics are reversed. I'm being interviewed instead of interviewing somebody else. And I hope you enjoy this episode. So without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Jeff, welcome to the show. Tell us who we don't know who you are maybe yet. Some people might be listening. I'm sure you're a really big deal in the mortgage world as, I, as we all know you from there. But for my real estate people who don't maybe know you as well, mm. um, tell us who you are and how long you've been in the industry and a little bit about yourself. 
Sure. Appreciate the opportunity to be here. Really excited. Um, I've uh, been in the industry since 2003. Started as a- Oh, I beat you. 2001. Oh, look at you. <laughs> you win. You win. Um, yeah. So uh, it's, it's, you know how this is. You've, people have said this before. It's like, once you get in this industry, it's hard to get out. Um, yes. it's, it's kind of a passion play. I really fell in love with the industry and the people. Um, I had a I don't know. I'm one of those people who actually enjoyed working with real estate agents, right? Mm -hmm. um, by and large, because I think that's a great dynamic there. But bottom line is this, right? So I was an originator for over 10 years, uh, did pretty well, but my passion was always teaching. Um, and my passion was leading with education. And I started to, when I started as originator, uh, you know, I didn't know anybody. My background is I was a national sales trainer for Tony Robbins. And um, I decided I had to get off the road and stop traveling. Um, that was a great training ground, by the way. Uh, this is back 30 years ago. So mm. um, back in the, the OG days, right? Um, and learned a heck of a lot. But here's the, here's the backstory. Okay, so when I traveled around the country, I, I lived in a different city. Um, every six, eight weeks, myself and six other people lived in a city. Uh, and wow. we moved from city to city to city, promoting Tony seminars. Did that for about two years as like a fraternity on the road, right? It was a lot of fun um, and a lot of great learning as well because it was all, it's going to a city. You have a bunch of meetings set up to go and present in front of sales offices and groups. You could assume that many of the groups I presented in front of were real estate agents. Mm -hmm. Very common, like every single day. I'm in these real estate franchises across the country, as well as mortgage, auto dealers, insurance, et cetera. Bottom line is um, I got to know the, you know the culture of real estate and mortgage pretty well. Um, when I just had to come off the road, I had to make a decision. Well, what career am I going to go into? And so this is back in 2003, right? And what's hot? What's cranking up? The, it was a good year. It was yeah, a good year. <laughs> exactly. It was a good run. So uh, I decided to become a mortgage originator. And um, lo and behold, right? Uh, I struggled my first year as a mortgage originator because I had, uh, I was all of a sudden new in my mindset, right? Even though I had a lot of background in training and sales and speaking and all that kind of stuff, I was new. I was a babe in the woods. So I started cold calling. I started doing all the stuff LOs do to reach out to realtors. And if you're a realtor listening, you can appreciate this, right? Um, and so what I found was that didn't work that well or it was unpredictable and consistent. And I needed to come up with a system for, um, positioning myself in my local community, Southern California, Orange County, very competitive space. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I needed to show up and do something different so I didn't sound or seem like every other loan officer in town. So what I did, one day I had this epiphany, wait a minute, I know seminars, huh? What have I been thinking? Why don't I put on a lunch and learn? Lunch and learn, not a new concept, but I hadn't done it and not many were doing it. Um, so fast forward, I decided to host an educational seminar event. I brought in a guest speaker. Um, and then eventually I started presenting the content myself. And what I found was that agents were hungry for mm -hmm. information, for education. And this is of course back in 2003, four, five, right? Kind of pre-internet, Facebook, not internet, you know what I mean? Social media, right. all that stuff. Um, and that's what I've led with ever since. And then I've pivoted into being a national sales trainer at Movement Mortgage. Um, and now uh, I've had the privilege of teaching real estate agents all around the country, both virtually and in person on behalf of Movement and other companies, right? Um, digital marketing, social media, personal branding, and all that kind of stuff. And here I am, got a podcast, um, got a book, you know, and we just keep rocking. <laughs> that, is so, that is so amazing. I love that story. You know, we, we have similar stories in that, in that nature. So um, what I love is that you just talked about how you had this mindset. It, it blows my mind. You were working for Tony Robbins, the mm. ultimate mindset guru, right? <laughs> 
yet you still have this mindset of, yeah. oh, I'm new. I don't know anything. And right. and in your book, which we're going to talk about, your book is called Disrupt or Die, a very light, you know, little yeah, title there. Mm-hmm. In your face, Disrupt or Die, How to Survive and Thrive the Digital Real Estate Shift. Um, and I recommend everybody go out on Amazon and find this. And we're going to be talking about it today. But you talk about how one of the most important things that anyone can do in a new field is to lean on all of the incredible gifts that and talents that you've had in mm. the past. And we're going to talk about social media today. And we're going to talk about how, you know, maybe you're not using a platform, but what can you learn from it? It's the same concept. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about that, but I do have to ask you, um, Mm-hmm. Did you get to spend time with Tony? Yes. And, and was it cool? And like, I just have to know one sentence about your amazing experience with that. <laughs> um, yeah, to try and come up with a word. Uh, there, was, there was a few interactions that were, I mean, there were some enjoyable interactions, meaning it was, we would get to, here, here's the thing. He would, he used to have this one day seminar, sales seminar, that would be a 12 hour seminar. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like we, 40 degrees. Yeah, exactly. The room was super cold. <laughs> yeah. um, 2,000 people in the room. Yeah. And so we did that and he would come to the city every six, eight weeks. And so we would get to have dinner with him afterwards. Right. And so that was always fun. It's like us going wow. out after yeah. dinner. And, and it was just a great um, experience to be around that, to be influenced and inspired by that. But at the same time, I can remember a, um, a uh, end of year uh, dinner we had it was in Canada. <laughs> it was a sales dinner, and it's like you know the annual hand out the the end of year like trophies or pins and accomplishments and stuff. And I'll never forget this man because uh, uh, he used to give out these little pins, and they had little different like diamonds or stones in them based on achievement. So we're selling tickets, right? Mm-hmm. So it's based on ticket sales. And um, he's putting it on my 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 lapel of my jacket there, and you know I'm tall, but he's taller than me. And I just remember him like looking at me, he's like, you know, looking at me, he's like, yeah, I don't know exactly what he said, but basically it was like, you can do better. Oh. Oh, <laughs> you've, got, no. you've got much more in you, right? There's, and I didn't, oh. I don't want to get the impression that wasn't a negative connotation. Right. He, he was, you know, trying to say, hey, you, you can do even more. You, you've yeah. got it in you. You've got greatness in you. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, damn. Right? Always pushing you to raise do it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that background. I'm sure it was a really interesting place and you probably got to learn a lot uh, from mm-hmm. it and from the people. So let's dive into your book. Um, you know, nothing new here that we're talking about. There's a digital shift and we have yeah. a lot of disruptors. Um, but I want to talk about, let's talk about the shift and disruption that's happened in the last six months, even mm-hmm. about social media. I think social media has changed in the last six months, let alone the last six years. So what are you recommending now to our industry, our realtors, our lenders who are like, okay, I got to do this now or never for sure. What are you seeing that's working? What's different? Mm. Because what used to work six months ago is probably not working right now. That's a good question. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say the last six months for sure. And especially the last three months with COVID. You know, uh, or however long it's been, we've been in this whirlwind of. <laughs> 122 days for me, but I'm not counting. Anyway, go on. <laughs> exactly. I would say, so the message I'm, I'm giving to agents when I'm doing classes is, you know, what COVID did is it forced us to, you know, look at what's available for us for communication tools, for showing up and be present. Because to your point earlier, um, 
you know, where we used to be able to do open houses, and I know it varies across the country to what degree you can do that, or we used to be able to go to client meetings or come to, now there's all these extra considerations around like wearing a mask, you know, and all this stuff. Um, and so my, 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 my question to the realtors is how long have you been saying to yourself, you know, I really should be more active on social media. I really should like get going with that video. I really should, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And what happens when you do that, you should all over yourselves, right? Right. <laughs> snare drum. Um, and so here's my question. If not now, when, right? Mm -hmm. If not now, when, because all you've been left with is this, a mobile phone and your laptop, right? And so if, if, if the business, you know, that as well as anybody, the excuse is, I don't have time. I don't know what to say. Right. Well, the excuse of, of I don't have time, I think, was removed a bit more with COVID. Yes, we've got the at home challenges and at home schooling and all that. But still, you don't have the busyness of all the other stuff you used to have. So if you haven't dug in up till now and figured out how to learn how to post a video, how to do whatever, you know, and now as social distancing is removed and we get back to the busyness, you're just going to play that card again. Oh, I'm too busy. Well, that's not an excuse anymore because people have gotten in front of you and ahead of you now. And I think just to bring it back to answer your question, what's working? Um, well, what's working is if you're working, if you are exercising your muscles of practicing and learning and adopting, uh, adapting, you know as well as anybody uh, that to get good at social, um, no one shows up good, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no right. one shows up excellent. Right. It's going to take time. It's going to take practice and learning and failing and, and, and being willing to... Um, be embarrassed perhaps to a certain degree, like, oops, that video came out wrong. Or have you ever done the video where it's like sideways, sideways. and you didn't mean it? Was, <laughs> yep, right? I have. <laughs> so I think really the answer though, the big answer to what's working is what's working and what's always work and always will work is you being you showing up and being authentic. You it's know? really hard to be you on social media. I mean, to be honest, mm -hmm. like a lot of people, and, and I talk about this a lot, is I kind of hate that word authenticity because it's overused and underexplained. Right. <laughs> and you know, Good. it's really hard to think about, well, geez, I mean, I don't know. How do I be myself? Like, it feels so weird to like go on camera and be myself. Right. And honestly, I tell people, listen, you're not going to be yourself for probably mm -hmm. the first 15 videos. As you do it and get more comfortable, you will get more comfortable. But it, it, like to your point, you don't just show up. And you know, if you do, great, because you are like the 1% of people that's like, I'm great, great right. on camera and I'm totally comfortable. Um, but yeah, it takes work to be yourself. To be honest, yeah. I don't want to paint the picture that you know, people say, oh, just be authentic and be yourself. That's very hard to do because mm -hmm. we are not used to being on camera. We are not used to um, being vulnerable or opening up ourselves, you know, and posting something. And, you know, maybe it's the wrong format. Maybe it's the, I said something that was wrong or gave a wrong stat. I mean, those are things that we all learn from. So I think well, a lot of people have that mindset that they're really stressed about that. Yeah. And so here, this is interesting because in my book, like the reason, one of the reasons that motivated me, motivated me to write the book is there's a lot of people out there saying, you have to do this. You have to do that. You have mm -hmm. to be here. You have to be there. And I thought that was a bunch of BS. Mm -hmm. um, and I also wanted to address the concept of, uh, do I really need to be on video to succeed? Mm -hmm. um, and I actually asked Tom Ferry that question. And it, the short answer is no, you don't. Mm -hmm. Um, because if, like you said, if, if you're not right for video, if you're not comfortable, all that kind of stuff, it's going to be bad, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't want to show up and have brand burn. Now, I think a lot of people create excuses for themselves around that and you can get good or better. Um, mm -hmm. Like you just like you learned how to drive a car, right? right? 
and now you're shaving and putting on makeup and texting <laughs> while you're driving, right? The same thing could be true with learning. It's a, it's a skill. You right. learn how to be a real estate agent. You could learn how to actually hit record on your phone. Um, but the real question is, okay, do you have to be on X video? Call it whatever. Do you have to be on social media? Well, okay, no, but what are you missing out on by not being there? Or what could you do if you were there and mm -hmm. doing it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously I've always been a really big proponent of social media and, and stories as a particular format. That's my favorite, but I, ha I have to tell people time and time again, in these last four months, those have been the only right. lifeline right. to my friends and family that that's it. Well, see, that's a great Stories point. Is it? And here's what here's what COVID did: is it brought to the surface the reality of the world that we're living in, and mm -hmm. and the mediums by which people communicate and stay connected. Um, yeah. And who knows the long-term ripple effects of COVID? Uh, uh, let's just face it: it's going to be the impact will be around for a while, right? You know, and the thing too is that we're very, um, you know, ROI, return on investment, very timeline, very scheduled. We want uh, rules. We want. Yeah something we want to say oh you know what why am i doing these stories every day i mean mm -hmm. i'm not getting any leads from it but i will tell you i have had people that i've met um that said oh my gosh i've watched your stories for two years <laughs> have i ever heard from them right. no but they are watching right so you know we can't negate that by being there and being consistent. And I'm not saying you have to do posts every day. In fact, you shouldn't do posts every day mm. in the feed. You know, stories is a different thing. You should be doing stories every day, but right. you, you, we can't quantify, you know, the ROI of what's going to happen with social media. And I think now, you know, people are like, okay, yeah, I got to be there. I have to be, this is the only way I'm going to connect with people. We can do zoom calls all day long, but guess what? Nobody but you and that person can find you on a zoom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, um, all right. So let's talk about Facebook. I mean, first of all, what's your favorite social media platform? Ah, oh, that is a good question. Favorite. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to put that, uh, judge that by how often I'm on it. I'm going to say sure. Facebook. Okay. So we're going to talk about Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So let's mm -hmm. talk about Facebook. What do you, when you're teaching, what are you, what are your tips? Like two or three tips that you're like, this is really working on Facebook. Here's what I would do if you're going to start really going all in. Well, I hate to sound cliche or repetitive, but the, the truth of the matter is it's video. Um, mm -hmm. what's, what's working, you know? And I know that's a challenge for people who are uncomfortable on video or whatever, but I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm in, we're in sales uh, and we're in a business that requires us to be known and to have people know that we exist and what do we do? And the best way, you know, to, to create that is with video. Um, and our people that are doing video, quote, winning or getting better engagement and traction. Yeah, they are, because that's what people pay attention to. Well, and, and also too, again, you know, people, and I love that you and I are kind of social media rebels because I don't buy into all of like, oh no, you have to do this. And at this right. time, and I tell people who cares if they don't watch your live video mm. and they're like, well, what do you mean? I, I thought you said post video. I'm like, yeah, but I'm still seeing it when I scroll past, right. past right. it in the feed. Um, and there are ways to, uh, you know, encourage more engagement. Like I see so many videos that are going on Facebook that don't have anything in the description. They don't have a catchy title. Mm -hmm. They don't have a summary. Guess what? I may watch your video if I can actually read it. And I might be like, you know what? I want to learn more about that. Or I might save it and watch it later. 
um, which is a really big algorithmic boost for, for your content. So we've got to get away from the idea of I'm going to force people to consume my content in this specific way. Um, right. you know, so yeah, videos is hugely important, but you know, I do a lot of stuff that isn't video and it still is getting engagement, but I mean, faces, we have to see your face. And yeah. a lot of people say, well, I've got a marketing person. That's awesome. You know, love if you have some team help who's understanding your culture and how you speak and all of that, but we really want to see the face of yeah. the person and we need to right now. I physically need, I've, I did not know this. I physically need to see other people uh, in real life. And I didn't know that until it got taken away from me. And I mm. just, it's very strange. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I want to see people. So mm -hmm. I yeah, think that's the COVID impact. Video, yeah. They still need to see your face like billboards on the highway. It's like the bus benches you're driving by. Well, I mean, what you're really talking about there is the need for human connection. Yeah. And, uh, and we all miss that with COVID, you know, restrictions and things like that. And so I know that's going to come back. Um, mm -hmm. But the point is, is that with that being removed from us, how are you creating that human connection? It's, that's the face. That's how you do it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and what so we're really talking about. on Facebook is, is your number one. What about stories? Stories on Facebook? Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I don't see the same level of engagement on stories on Facebook that I do same. Instagram. Same. I agree with you. I don't love Facebook stories. Um, yeah. but I think that, um, it's good to get in now early adopter, you know, it's kind of well, like those people that got on TikTok. I mean, it's not saturated yet. So if you're posting a story a couple times a day, at least your friends are going to see your name and your face before they even get to the scroll. So it's kind of that, you know, well, visibility. It, and, and so here's, here's again, the bigger, like we start with the big concepts, right? Human connection, um, you know, all, but the truth is, is, like I said, we're in a business that requires us to be known, number one, right? Like there's the question I ask agents all the time. I was like, what's, what's more important, being well-known or knowledgeable, right? And the baits back and forth, knowledgeable, well-known, right? All this kind of stuff. And, and then I ask them a question, how many of you know an agent who doesn't care as much as you, um, isn't as professional as you, doesn't know as much as you, but outsells you every single month? How many of you know an agent like that? And everybody's like, yeah, I do. Why? Because he or she's more well-known. That's it. That's true. You know, I get that. You know, it's so funny because I tell people a lot when I speak that, um, I, had asked my community for a referral of someone to do business with. And they, you know, I got, I ended up getting 10 referrals and I just happened to be, this was pre COVID. We were driving in the car. I was in the passenger seat and I was like, well, let me just get out my phone. And I didn't go to websites. I went to Instagram cause I just mm. wanted to see immediately pictures, who they were, et cetera. So mm. out of the 10 people that I had been referred, all of them had Instagram accounts, which was awesome. Mm. Um, one of them had an active Instagram story. And that's the person I called because I, I got to see, oh, here's a little peek into their life. And, you know, the, here's what their kiddo is like. It was and I, personalized. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I was on a call earlier. I was talking with somebody who was telling me a story about an insurance agent. Uh, and this is where we're talking about why social media is so effective and why it works for building trust is because it personalizes you mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. a degree. This insurance agent um, had uh, in her background the, a picture of a sailboat and she had like a saying, or her passion was sailing, mm -hmm. right? And so there was some kind of tagline she had about sailing in a boat. And it's like, well, okay, well maybe I'm not into sailing, but here's the thing. She now actually um, became more human 
right? By right. sharing something that she's passionate about and cares about. And you're like, huh, I could, that's cool. I could relate, you know, other than the, the vanilla, like, you know, sterile real estate agent with that stock photo, you know, who you're going to, we, we do business with people, you right. know, and you'll never get away from that old adage about, you know, know, like, and trust. Right. Well, okay. How do they get to know you? Where are you showing up? Where is the attention, right? It's not at the local like park or whatever right now, <laughs> you know, or the community event. So where are you showing up? Now's the time to show up. How are you showing up? You know, what is your platform of choice? And then we get into the content discussion on that, you know? I thought for sure you were going to say LinkedIn was one, was your favorite. Cause I see you all over LinkedIn, which is great. You know, it's a, it's a yeah. tribute to like how you're showing up. You know, I'm pissed active. at LinkedIn. Why? Screw them, because I'm not approved to go live on LinkedIn. Oh, me too. My bad. I've, I've, I've tried to apply three times. I know. It's LinkedIn ridiculous. will not. It's LinkedIn will not approve me to go live. But so, talk about some of your tips over there on LinkedIn, because I, I, it's funny because I've had Judy Fox mm. on the show, and you know, LinkedIn is, it's just still like it's. Oh yeah, Fox very, Rocks. Shout out yeah, to Judy. shout out to hashtag Fox Rocks. Mm -hmm. um, that it's just like this unknown, like people yeah. are like, I get over to LinkedIn and I don't know what to do, and so talk about some of your tips that you see you're working there. Well, again, we're being totally transparent and honest, right? Yeah. Um, I'm currently evaluating. If we, our time is limited, our bandwidth um, in choosing a social platform to go on, I'm currently working through, is LinkedIn the right platform for real estate agents? You know what, that's a, that is actually a really interesting um, observation because I'm putting together a presentation today, in fact, mm -hmm. and I was like, LinkedIn, you know, because a lot of people say, if you were me and you're in this position, where should I be? What's number mm -hmm. one? What's number two? Mm -hmm. So I um, was, you know, saying if you're a commercial focused mm -hmm. broker, LinkedIn okay. is an excellent place for you to be. And then I go to Instagram. Now, if you're mm -hmm. residential, I go Facebook, then I go Instagram. Mm -hmm. So to your point, I do think people need to have a really optimized profile and mm -hmm. check in there. That's a very interesting. Um, and, and, and I know that a lot of, you know, real estate professionals are just like, gosh, what I put over here on LinkedIn isn't working. Like maybe something might work more on Facebook or Instagram. So interesting. You know why? Um, because it's not localized. Hmm. Okay. And, 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 like and LinkedIn at, isn't local. It's, no. it's, a, it's a networking party. It's, it's, it's worldwide. It's, it's yeah. national. Yeah. And so, so that goes to the point of, look, I'm a local real, and, and, and look, I know you can do referrals and reload and all that kind of stuff, but come on, the reality of your business is going to be local, right? Within your mm -hmm. sphere of influence. And yes, I know people get referrals because I've interviewed in a mass and that, that's all, maybe what's that 10%? I don't know. But the point is, is you're trying to build a local brand, right? To be known mm -hmm. as a local expert. Um, I don't think LinkedIn offers that. Plus, LinkedIn advertising, eh, you know, call me when it's ready, you know? <laughs> yeah, I have not d dove into LinkedIn advertising. It's too expensive. Uh, it's, yeah, I've, I've read some, some feedback on it and, and some of those uh, comments as well. But um, yeah, I, I, I have to say Facebook. I always tell people if you're in residential real estate, I would start with Facebook. I would do mm -hmm. Instagram for sure. And still you need to have optimized profile LinkedIn, but I always tell them to go there, you know, to those kind of two, two areas first. Well, so. all right, we're going to keep going. So this is cool. Well, this is, this is truth talk Thursday. Let's go um, through Instagram. <laughs> well, before we do, I, let's not forget the big daddy YouTube. Oh yeah. No, we're going to get to YouTube. Okay. Absolutely. Right. So we're going to talk about YouTube right after right. Instagram. So cool. 
you're are you are obviously on instagram i know that because a little I bit see you I'm there weak. and i tag you um I, and i have to say and i mean hopefully instagram isn't listening but i used to like hate instagram yeah. i used to be like facebook i used to love snapchat <laughs> and now i love instagram mainly mm. because of the stories i i adore the stories format it's just it makes me happy i always tell people do what makes you happy if you hate going to one platform don't go there spend your time doing something that you enjoy mm -hmm. and so are you a lover of instagram are you doing instagram stories what are your thoughts i'm trying to get better at instagram um uh i, I think i have uh i don't know if the love hate relationship with social media is a way to articulate it but that's kind of how i feel you know because i've also you wrote often, a book about social media <laughs> well yeah i know but it's but it's not easy it's not easy. It's not. It changes all the time. And yeah. yeah. That's the struggle. That's the frustration, right? Mm -hmm. And it takes time and you've right. got to learn and, you know, get good and all that kind of stuff. So that's why it's frustrating um, to me personally. I'm just being totally honest with you. Yeah. Um, but, but I realize it's required for business, you know? So to, do, I, do I love Instagram? I mean, I, I probably wouldn't say I love Instagram. I enjoy it. I'm trying to learn how to, to do it better, more frequently, which is why I have this book right here, What to Post, by the one and only Chelsea Pites. <laughs> Thanks for the plug. <laughs> you bet. Uh, so, okay, so you're, you're learning Instagram. And I love that you said that too, because as people who teach social media, mm. We're letting you know. Number yeah. one, we don't know everything. We're not experts in every platform. We have our favorites. We have ones we don't love. And that's okay. And you can show up where you want to be and you can go deep into that community and be super successful, you know? So well, it's- Well, I, I follow you, your lead. I look to you with stories. You're pretty amazing with stories. Um, so I look to you as an example for that. I need to get better with stories. For me, it's a challenge of I'm, I'm impatient and I'm thinking I could be doing something like stitching the stories together and all that, you know? <laughs> I'm like, oh. overthinking it. I think Am I? It. I think it's just like pull out your phone and just, you know, and, it, and you don't, again, to, to what we talked about in the beginning when people say, um, you know, I, I don't know what to post or, mm -hmm. you know, my mm -hmm. life is boring or I, I'm not good on camera right. or I'm going to be me. I'm going to be authentic. Definitely. The stories thing is something you evolve with over time. And, and you will find, because people are like, well, I got to put really exciting content on my stories. And I'm like, right. I just talked about the ketchup ranch uh, <laughs> thing at Target Cranch um, and asked people if I should buy it or not. And like my DMs exploded. Oh my gosh, it's disgusting. Don't do yep. it. People so were that's like, it. They're like, get your, my kid loves it. It's amazing. And I'm like, that is going to be the most boring thing I could imagine posting. A picture of me you know, right. holding up the cranch bottle and be like, what do you guys think? <laughs> and I think that's, that's the, the, the gap that people, me personally, have to cross mm -hmm. is to, 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 like you said, to, to share your life with your followers, your community, and not have to feel this pressure of like, oh, who the hell's going to want to watch that? Or this is boring. So that's, I think, my area that I struggle because I do fine with like my podcast reposting video clips and all that. That's, that's cool. I can do that. But I, what I don't do very well at right now on Instagram specifically is get over personal. You know what I mean? Um, I need to exercise that muscle. Like I was just on this trip to Big Bear, right? There's a lot of photos and images that I could post. I just haven't yet. You know, here's the thing too, is, is we talk about 
private versus personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the personal is just nothing more than being like human and relatable. It doesn't right. have to be private, but you know, and, and I know nobody can see this. We're on video, but like, for example, I'm looking at your cool background, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, behind you, I'm telling you, if you posted like, here's where I got these really cool mm. artwork and you know, this is why I got it. Or, you know, things, things like that. People will be really interested. Um, yeah. You know, it's just, it feels weird, right? Yeah. It feels it weird does. sort of like documenting your life. And, right. and uh, Hey, as long as we're being honest, I'll just tell people, I posted a video on IGTV maybe two or three weeks ago. Maybe it was like a month ago. And I was like, ah, this is such a boring topic. Nobody's going to want to know about this. Like, I don't even know why I'm posting this. And I was very hard on myself and I was like, oh, this is going to be like such a, you know, nobody's going to like this video. It was probably the most engagement I've gotten with the video. And I was like, well, there we go again, you know, telling ourselves the story that nobody's going to like it. Why would I waste my time? And you just never know what's going to resonate with someone. Well, I think the other thing I know people have given me feedback on, and I can relate to this as well, is demographics, age groups, um, something about people in certain age groups um, feeling uh, overly self-promotional. Oh, and, sure. Or like, you know what I mean? people. like, it's like, it's not all about. Yeah. Me. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to that, I tell people it has nothing to do with ego or fame. It has everything to do with communicating in the most human way possible, which is face to face. And I think that's the, that's the shift is that we need to mentally make that shift to understand that is the world now. And, and people, well, you may get some people to judge or whatever, just say, Oh, really dude, you know? <laughs> But I mean, that's the minority because if you're just honestly sharing, just like, hey, you know what? Yeah. Here's what's going on with my life. That's people connect with that. Yeah. Okay. So YouTube. Yeah. Let's yeah. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. YouTube. Now, um, do you do a lot of YouTube because I know you've got your podcast and your. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. I start. Sounds so. Now this sounds egotistical. I started on YouTube. <laughs> I think I posted on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I posted on YouTube. I look back to my old videos, I think in 2006. Wow, that wasn't really in the game. Yeah, and then of course it became like, oh my God, this is so hard to do and I'm going to move over to, then I started to do podcasts, just audio, because I'm like, I didn't want to have to deal with video production and all that kind of stuff. You were human too, we don't like that. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But look, I think in the context of who our listeners are, you know, realtors, originators, um, let's we also have to look at this intelligently from a business standpoint of we've got limited time, bandwidth, budget. YouTube can produce amazing results for people. We both know Karen Carr, right? She's rocking it with YouTube. And I'm seeing more agents adopt YouTube as a strategy because let's face it, YouTube is a search engine. Um, Mm -hmm. People search for real estate, right? Localized real estate and things like that. So that can go in your favor. The caveat with YouTube is it's a long play, right? Mm -hmm. It's not quick hit. You're not going to run ads and get leads and things like that. It is a long play, mostly organic content. Yes, you can run some ads and all, but the point is it's consistency. Um, remember I taught a YouTube class for real estate agents here locally. And uh, I think it was the next class I'm teaching. The guy, I think it was like a couple months later, the guy comes up and he's like, Jeff, I'm just I'm frustrated with YouTube. I'm not getting any leads. And I'm like, well, how many videos have you posted? He's like, six. I'm like, yeah, probably get to 60 and then maybe something will happen. <laughs> you have to post a minimum once a week on YouTube. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's going to probably take, I mean, you could get something in six months or six weeks, but let's be honest. It's probably take a year, maybe two years. And people are like, whoa, you want me to post something every week for two years? But mm-hmm. then there is like that tipping point where 
things happen in between. Number one, you're gonna get a lot better on camera, which is gonna yeah. help you on Instagram stories and Facebook Live and all of those things. And yeah, I have a video that I made three years ago and two years later, it, it suddenly got this life of its own. That's another great point about why YouTube has an advantage over other platforms mm -hmm. is the content lives on, right? The other platform feeds, it's gone in the feed. Right. Right. So, and a very different game over there because people yeah. are going there with intent. It's about keywords. And, you know, here's the thing I tell people too, don't do it all. Like if, if YouTube right. is where you decide to go all in on, you kind of have to go all in for a while there, yeah, yeah. learn it, do it. And then you can kind of, you know, oh, and I'm jumping on Facebook and Instagram. It's extremely hard to do YouTube really well mm. and all the other things really well too, especially if it's just you, right? If you're right. shooting videos, you're editing, you're making the content. So it's not that it's impossible, but you mentioned Karen, our friend, Karen Carr, um, you know, she's really focused on YouTube. She right. is on the other socials, but she's really going all in. But only after she's been on YouTube for a couple Correct. of years. Yeah. Right. Exactly. All right. So let's get back into your book. So right. um, you have so much good information here uh, and uh, it's put together really, really well. So I want to talk about how to improve conversions. Cause now mm. we've kind of talked about like, Hey, we got to get out there. We got to get our content, but how do we get that to actually do something? Like mm -hmm. we want to make business. So tell us about that. You have a section in here about, you know, really uh, optimizing your conversion. What page is that again? <laughs> okay. Well, let's see. I took a note. It's got to be between 101 and 143 because I didn't write a page with the other notes that I have. I see it right here. Okay. Um, but the lighting's terrible in my uh, office right here, but hold on. Okay, so we're talking about conversions. Well, it depends, right, from where, okay? Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, like, so referencing the book. So, yes, I'm talking about lead generation. Um, and this, again, goes back to why I love, like, I, I'm the self-proclaimed chief truth teller at my own podcast, right? Because I, I believe in telling the truth, and there's a lot of, like, not truth out there. Yeah. Um, but, look, from the book, there's six types of lead sources, right? your audience knows this referrals and repeat business. It's the number one source. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people overlook that. Mm -hmm. Like there's this uh, quote that the future of your business is in your CRM. Right. right. So how effective are you at that? Number one, nurturing past clients, you know, nurturing leads and all that. So mm -hmm. referrals and repeat organic, which is content marketing, which is what we're talking about. Right. right. Uh, Karen Carr, for example, on YouTube, she gets organic leads every single week. Right. Um, and so yeah. do other people on different platforms. Um, Prospecting and farming, the more traditional type stuff, which, by the way, still works. Still works. Yep. There's a guy in my book, uh, makes half a million dollars a year as a real estate agent, cold calling. Still work. Everything okay. works. It depends on how long you're willing to stick with it. And yeah. My yeah. saying about everything works is everything works, but not always and not for everyone. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because is cold calling, you know, uh, uh, door knocking going to work in Manhattan? No. No. But, Door knocking works in like Podunk, Indiana or whatever, where it's that whole tight community thing. And I know post COVID, right? It's a different conversation. Yeah. Right. So, um, all right. So get to the con conversion. Well, if we're talking about running ads, paid ads, I think it's all about message to market match. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what's the intent of the ad? Who are you trying to atta attract? Um, uh, and what is... What is the intent of the ad? Um, you know, are you just looking to build your brand, to build awareness? I think too many agents come out of the gate with like just pumping listings. Mm. Here's my hot listing. Here's my hot listing. And they just want to, you know, go from uh, first date to getting married. 
you know, without any kind of courtship in between. We know that's not how sales typically evolves. So I think most, the biggest mistake I see agents make is having short-term mindset with paid ads. And like three months in, they're like, oh, Facebook sucks. I'm not getting, yeah, you know, right. or the leads suck. And mm -hmm. just like, you got to understand the game and what you're playing. And, you know, I'm sure you've said this, other people have heard this. People don't get on Facebook to look for homes, right? They oh. get on there to like watch cat videos and engage with their friends and cousins and all that kind of jazz. And right. all everything else that I was on Facebook. Um, so it's, you're really interrupting them. Yeah, exactly. And so your, your content, your copy, your call to action, your headline, your image, this is, this is, I think it goes back to the big the issue we're talking about here. The thread through all of this is to succeed um, using these new, these new mediums um, is a skill. It is a learned skill that you have to learn. You can't just like throw it against the wall and hope it sticks and then say, oh, the platform sucks. It's not the platform. It's that you just haven't learned the, the skill well enough. And it's, you know, is it easy to learn? No. Is it free to learn? Yes. Can be, yeah. Go to YouTube Academy. Right, right. <laughs> you Google your face off and you mm -hmm. can find anything um, when you really want to. Like when you really want to find something out, you can go to the internet and figure it out. Could it take you three hours to go through 20 videos? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it's there. You can, you can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And definitely helps to get some training, coaching, mentor, whatever, um, yeah. to, to help shorten that curve. Um, but when it comes to conversion, right, once, once again, it's all message to market match. And then what's your, what is your post lead opt-in process look like? Um, I, I'm trying to remember the, the agent I saw speak is from San Diego. Uh, I forget he sells like 300 homes a year, but anyway, guess how he generates leads postcards. Okay. Tons of postcards he does like geo-targeting and all that kind of stuff. But his point was, you know, if you see an agent who's, who says, you know, complaining about leads or whatever, or leads don't convert or the leads are bad, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, um, yeah. <laughs> take a look steak at knives, steak knives. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> Mitch and Murray are coming down. Um, so it's all about, I bet, take a look at their back-end lead, uh, nurture, yeah. optimization you know, process. That's usually where the breakdown is. Right, right. Yeah, because it's, I mean, you have to contact people sometimes for 12 months, maybe 18 months, repeatedly with different messages and show up at the right time. So yeah, I agree with you. So the, the follow-up and people give up on the follow-up and it could be a two-year pipeline. Leads you're going to get from, you know, interruption, right? I happen mm -hmm. to be going to my mailbox. I happen to be going to Facebook. Those are typically going to take longer. Yeah. And then we have Google PPC ads, right? Mm -hmm. So pay-per-click, which uh, I did dive into the book and what does CPC mean, mean and you know, return on ad spend and all. See, I, I put that in the book because I, I know most agents don't even know what the heck that is. Mm -hmm. It's like, very confusing. You know, it's a yeah. whole new world. It, it can be. Now, obviously, yeah, with Google pay-per-click, right? You, you need some more intelligence around that. However, the difference between those ads, as I go through in, in here in the book, like uh, in terms of the best, the better quality ads of or better quality investment in lead spend, if you will, this first and foremost, um, uh, you know, past clients, fear of influence, all mm -hmm. that kind of jazz, your CRM. And then as you go further down the funnel, like or in terms of quality leads, organic is going to be good quality leads right. because they've been consuming your content for a while. And as you get further down, paid, 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 the one advantage of Google, like pay-per-click ads is those are high intent, right? Mm -hmm. People have clicked on that 
intentionally versus some ad showing up in their newsfeed on Facebook and they're like, oh, I'll take a look. That's a cool looking pool. Let me click on that. Exactly. So better leads, higher quality leads, you know, from your organic like referral. And then as you're paying for it, you're just going to have to have more patience and, and make sure you tweak and tinker with, with the messaging too. You got to have a system. You have to, you have to have technology and automation. Um, yeah. There's, there's no way you're going to be able to keep up with or give a responsive enough, um, you know, experience for these clients by trying to, you know, man it all from your mobile phone. Hold on, Sally. I got, you know, <laughs> yeah. that ain't happening. It gets a lot really quick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Amazing. So I love that. Okay. So I want to finish up by talking about social proof and getting reviews mm. because, that's something that, you know, a lot of people have said to me, I mean, what's the best way? I mean, how do I ask for reviews? Where do I get them? What if I have reviews for Google and I have reviews for Facebook and, and you have a, a section in your book about the importance of kind of that social proof and getting reviews and strategies. So share a few strategies that have really been working for you. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I, I like to have fun when I teach classes, right? And so uh, I kind of build it up this way. It's like, okay, I'm about to give you the number one secret to getting online reviews, right? <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, what is it? What is it? And I see how many smart people, anybody know? Anybody know? Ask. (laughs) I know we are sometimes really afraid to ask for many things, the referral, a testimonial, what we, what we need and want. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what's the, what are you telling people? I mean, other than like asking, like jokes aside, right? It's a joke, but it's true because you just validated it by saying enough people don't ask. Um, And I think people should be asking up front in the sales process instead of waiting for the end. Uh, at some point during your client engagements, when they've chosen you and you they said, yes, you're my agent, you're my lender. At some point, I think you have to have some scripting involved that says, hey, appreciate that very much. One of the ways we build our business is through referrals. And of course, today it's all about online referrals and testimonials. So would you do us one thing, Chelsea? If we blow your socks off, if we exceed your expectations, would you be willing at the end of our traction, our, our transaction to give us a review? Mm-hmm. What's the person going to say? Yeah, you know? I would think they would say sure, absolutely. Yeah, if you do a great job, <laughs> blown off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great. So you're already you're already preparing them for that to come, right? Mm-hmm. Now, how you get the reviews? There's a, a few different ways. I mean, you could use a review software platform like Social Survey, like uh, Rex, like um, there's a bunch of them out there, right? What Trustpilot and others. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of software tools you can use that will automatically send out review requests at the end. If you don't want to get that fancy, you could just, you know, send an email to people, um, let them know, hey, by the way, great transaction. So you basically um, resell the experience that they had. Hey, and you can have an end of transaction survey, right? Uh, Did we do this? Did we do that? Did we exceed? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh my God, you were so awesome. Yeah, great. And would you mind clicking this link, right? In our email, choose which platform you want to go to. Google, Facebook, Facebook. or another one, maybe your website or your, or, or your Facebook page or something, right? But I've seen agents, this is a really great practice because it's rare, unless you're using a software tool, which will put those reviews at multiple places. Um, I think if you just, if you don't want to do that, you, all you have is email, you give them three choices, right? Mm-hmm. And let them pick one. Or and then also a really quick, like step mm-hmm. one, two, three, because we yeah. can't, that everyone knows how to leave a Google review or that right. somebody knows how to leave a, you know, so really make it easy click this link. Here's a little screenshot, step one, step two, step three, and there you go. 
<laughs> and, and here's a little add-on I like to do that is, is, is to, to give people three questions. Um, what, let's see if these are in the right order. What was your experience? Can't remember if I'm going to remember these now. What was your concerns and what was your result? I think those are the three, something like that. But you got to give them two or three questions, at least to answer, hey, why did you choose, right? The Smith team real estate. Um, what concerns did you have? And then what was your experience? Mm-hmm. Right? Just like, if you could answer those three questions on your, on your review, that'd be awesome. I That's like up to you. Those, that topic too, because it, you know, when you're left to your own devices where you have to think of what to say, mm-hmm. it's nice to sort of have those jumping off points. So I like that you, you know, I think it's a really smart idea is when you're asking for a reviewer testimonials, having some questions so that people can just answer the questions and not have to think about, you might get more positive information because you gave them some things to talk about than just say, all right, just fill in this blank box. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard for people to, to write, you know? Well, I want to thank you for your review of my book. Of course I left you Mm -hmm. one for your book because it's awesome. Thank you. And um, I I want everybody who's listening to be able to go and follow you and get your book and listen to your podcast. So just tell everybody where they can find you all the places. Yes, yeah, probably one of the best places to go, particularly for the book is disruptordiebook.com. Um, the reason being is I give people a choice on there. They, there's a link to get it from Amazon. Of course, it is on Amazon, but I'll also send you the book for free if you just want to cover shipping. But the reason why that, that website is good, uh, disruptordiebook.com, is because I have a free companion course mm-hmm. that goes with the book. So I've got videos in there. I got interviews. I got some downloads and stuff like that. And I'm going to be adding to it as well. Um, so if you're looking for like more than just what's in the book, that's, that's there for you. Uh, so that's the best place to go there. And then if you want to tune into the podcast, it's uh, mortgagemarketingradio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Awesome. And should they be finding you by your name or your your podcast name when they're looking for you on Instagram and all the places? Ah, so at Instagram, my handle is at Mortgage Marketing Live. Oh, okay. Mm, all right. So I'm doing all this right. live show and experimenting with that. Don't worry. I'm going to put all of that information in our show notes. And I'm just so excited that we were able to get together and do this podcast. So thanks for all of your insights. Again, you can go find the book and I would go to his website, the disrupt or die book.com, right? Where you can go and get the companion guide and what a deal just pay for shipping. I would say go there. So great job with that. Thanks again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Bye for now. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business, let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, 
you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call, we'll have a chat, we'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.